It's Thursday. It's Thursday, and therefore, it is Dr. P on the pod. I hope you are having a fantastic, hope you're having a fantastic Thursday. I hope your week is gone just like you wanted it to go. I hope you are just feeling the love, feeling the breeze. I just pray that you are feeling a fresh anointing of Holy Ghost power falling on you. Yeah, I just pray you are full of joy, joy on this Thursday. Everybody say what? Joy. Just say it. Joy, joy, joy joy. Just fill your heart, fill your soul, fill your lungs. Oh, just say joy. Put it all up in your feet. Mm. Let your feet start running, tapping. Mm. Job your head. Ho, ho, joy, 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 joy. Whoo. Mm. This here joy. Ha, ha, ha. You can't take it away. I'm telling you, I don't care what's going on in your life, world, or fast. Just hold on to your what? Hold on to your joy. Oh, yep. It's Thursday. Hot dog. (laughs) And it's a joyful Thursday. And it's Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod. Family, February is here. It is here. And you know, February is exciting for so many reasons. Uh, One reason, it's heart month. You know, it's the month we wear red and we're talking about our heart health. We're talking about our Valentine's Day. Oh, it's just love month. And uh, we're going to try to get all of that in this month. We're going to, today we're going to start talking about health, heart disease awareness and uh, I'm excited because I have a dear friend, a friend who has been my friend since college, since 1972, is going to be on the show today. And she survived a heart attack. Isn't that something? And I cannot wait to, uh, to stop to Sherry Garrett to share her story. So she's going to be coming on in a minute. So we're going to be talking about heart disease because, you know, heart disease is the leading cause of death for men and women in the United States, in the United States. So, you know, we have got to not just the, during the month of February, but we've got to get committed about cardiovascular disease, heart disease uh, in the, throughout the country and particularly in the African-American community. Cardiovascular disease is one of the leading cause of death of black people. And we've got to get serious about this, uh, you know, with our diet, with our going to the doctor, getting checkups, with our fitness, with the whole nine yards. We've got to study. We've got to take some time and study, read some information, get some information, learn about how do we prevent cardiovascular disease. And if we already have it, how do we manage it? It's very important. And then later on in the month, we're going to be talking about condoms. Oh, Lord, did you know that February 14th was National Condom Day? Did I say, did you say what? Yep, February 14th is National 
condom day. So we're going to be talking about condoms at some point in time uh, in February. So I know that every Thursday you're going to be tuning in because we're going to bring it to you live this month. Yes. And today it's Thursday. It's joy, 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 joy. Let's get on with it. Come on now. Dr. P on the pod. I'm getting educated for sure. Hey, family, you're not going to believe who I have on the line today. I have Dr. Sherry Garrett. (laughs) Now, what you got to understand is she be Dr. She be. Dr. Sherry Garrett, liter- literacy specialist, adjunct professor at Benown University. But she be my sorrow. And most importantly, we went to Clark together before it was two schools. You see, we went to Clark College before it became Clark Atlanta. And we were we graduated in 1976. Sister, we go back to 1972. And I am thrilled blessed, honored, and humbled to have my good friend Sherry Garrett on the line. Hey, Sister hey. girlfriend. <laughs> I am thrilled to be here. I am so happy that you were able to be on be with us today. You know, um, February is, um, in addition to Love Month, it's Heart Month. And um, as I was thinking about, you know, bringing a conversation to the world regarding uh, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, and black women, you came to mind, you know, because we were all so frightened, girl. We had we got lesions on our knees uh, when you had a heart attack many, many years ago. And it uh-huh. is a blessing that you are now with us and thriving and now retired with your PhD in language and literacy from the University of Georgia. But you know, Sherry, I wanted you to just come on the line and talk to us, you know, uh, about uh, from a from a survivor's point of view, um, heart disease, black women and heart disease, Uh, because oftentimes we just don't hear the story, a story of a black woman. Young black woman, a matter of fact, young black woman, because I think this happened to you when you were in your 40s. No. No, 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 no. It was only five years ago. Five? It seemed like forever. <laughs> I know what it does. And, yeah, and, it, and it's still, it does. Yeah. And it's still, you were still a young woman because you, we still exactly. are young women. Yes. yes. So tell us, tell us, you know, about heart disease in black women and a little bit about your story. Well, uh, let me just give a little backstory. During this time, I was working on my doctorate. And I was at home preparing for a presentation to give at University of Georgia my research. Uh, They had asked me to come up to speak in front of a group of of professors and my doctoral committee to discuss my research, PowerPoint, the whole nine yards. And I had finished up everything, and I was very proud of myself that I thought the presentation was good. I said, you know what, I'm going out and get myself a treat. So I went and got me some barbecue ribs. Don't laugh. I went and got me some barbecue ribs, came back home, ate them up. And I said, okay, you need to go to bed early. Well, somewhere around 1 a.m., I had been sleeping. 
I started having back pains and I had indigestion. So I got up, took uh, a couple of uh, uh, indigestion medicine or whatever, and it wouldn't go away. Around two o'clock, I was sick. So I go into the restroom and I kneel down at the toilet because I know this is, this is where I'm getting ready to get sick. I started regurgitating. And as I'm doing all of this, I felt pain going up my left arm. We're actually going down my left arm. At the same time, I began feeling excruciating pain around the gun line in my mouth. Every single tooth in my head was hurting. The back is still hurting. I'm still having indigestion. I'm regurgitating, pain in the left arm. And, and to be honest, I still had no clue what was going on. I probably did, but I said, this can't be me. This, this, this can't be it. I said, it's just that I'm, I either had food poisoning or whatever. I was doing all kinds of speculations. So I went back and laid down, felt a little better, got up the next morning, drove 80 miles to the University of Georgia to give my presentation. And when I got there, I told my chairman of my doctoral committee, I'm not feeling very well. And she said, do you want to go over to my house and lay down for a little bit? I said, don't let me try to make it back home. I started, and after the presentation, it all went well. Somehow, my the inertia inside my body just sort of kicked in, and I just kept get, getting it going. Uh, and so when I'm done, and I'm getting in my car, getting ready to drive home, I pulled over in downtown Atlanta at a Cracker Barrel. And I said, just let me pull in this parking lot and just lay down for a few minutes, no more than 20 minutes. And I did that, but something told me, my subconscious said, don't do this. Get in your car and go to the, to the doctor. I went home, but I was so tired, Pernessa, I was just so tired. I went straight home instead of going to the doctor and I laid back down. The next morning I called my doctor and the nurse says, Sherry, don't try to come to our office go to the nearest emergency or urgent care and have them give you an EKG right now. I go to the urgent care, they give, and the doctor says that at the urgent care, if I give you this, I want permission to call an ambulance if we see anything abnormal. But NASA, before the man could put the thing on good enough, I was in the ambulance mm. and I was on my way the uh, paramedics had given me the nitroglycerin tablet already. I'm not feeling any pain. That's the weird thing. I get to the hospital. They knock me out. They put in a stent. I wound up in the hospital for seven days. And uh, I lost the use of one artery. That's where the stent came in. And uh, basically, every time I go see my cardiologist, which is twice a year, he always labels me as having heart failure. And they did put in a defibrillator. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a cross between a pacemaker and a defibrillator uh, shocks the body, shocks the heart if it should ever stop. So I've got this built-in security that if my heart should ever stop, it will it will shock it back into life, and that's my story. 
That's that that is a compelling story, Sherry. So are you saying that you went two days yeah. before you actually got yeah. to medical attention and medical treatment? And that's why I'm labeled heart failure. I waited too long. Because wow. I did not recognize I was having a heart attack. I and here's the thing that my cardiologist has been telling me that there is something about a woman's heart that doesn't give the impact of a heart attack that men have. Men will have a heart attack and boom, it's over. But women, for some reason, manage to maintain it, manage to do something and whatever. And also there's there's some other things too that were underlying. I'm diabetic. And that diabetes also buffered that. It buffered that heart attack and whatever. So my thing is, you know, if, if, if you are not heart healthy, the most important thing you can do is to get your heart checked, uh, make sure you're getting the right amount of exercise, eating the right food, and whatever. And if you're diabetic, you need to stay up on top of that because diabetes does affect it. You know, Sherry, uh, there's so much go. There's so much in your story. You know, from you being um, very, very sick on the night you ate the ribs, yeah. To the next morning, you gotta go. You gotta go. You know, and that's just how we black women do. You know, it's like exactly. I just got to. I just got to go and get this done. I'm about. I have. I know for myself. I have been so sick. But some kind of way I can stand up on the stage and get it done. And then after presentation, almost die, you know, because you're going to we are always uh, pushing ourselves to get that thing done and pushing ourselves to go get take care of ourselves is always the last thing. Right. And we have another classmate whose mother, very similar. She went a little longer than me. She went four days. She was having issues and did not know, did not recognize the symptoms, did not. And the other thing folks need to know is that the symptoms in a female are very, very different from a male. So you have to, it can be subtle. It can be, I've run across women who said, I had chest pains and yet, you know, whatever. Yes, it was a heart attack. And then some says I had nothing or I had a back pain. Or whatever it is. So the the subtlety of a heart attack in a woman is so very different than if it happens in a man. What have what have you done? It's been five years now. Thank you, Jesus. You still can talk about it. Still here. How did this heart attack change your life? Well, it made me step up step up my game dealing with diabetes. I go to every. Every nutritional session I can find to make sure I'm eating the right foods. I uh, see my cardiologist twice a year. I, uh, even though I'm on every diabetic medication you could think of, but the thing is, is just trying to maintain that because the diabetes will affect it. And so I have to take, take, uh, take careful, careful uh, aim at making sure I keep those diabetic numbers down, okay? Um, the other thing too is exercise. I was not an exerciser. I was not an exerciser at all. And so now I'm big. I get my little 10,000 steps in a day. I try to get all that. And then another thing that I have to confess that I was a smoker and that also hurt my heart. 
And so while I'm lying there in the bed in the hospital after that heart attack, you can bet I never picked up another cigarette. <laughs> Praise the Lord oh, for that. Oh, Turkey, I never picked up another one. So it's it's been it's been that kind of change. Now the other thing too is after the heart attack, I didn't think I could make it. I didn't think I could finish up with this this doctor. And I'm down to what about four more months, and I would have been done. But I told my committee chair I need a break. I gotta I gotta recoup. Three months after I had the heart attack, my mother died, mm. and at the funeral, everybody kept watching me. Because I had not had the defibrillator placed inside my chest yet. I was wearing this big black box that that sort of kept a, kept a monitor on my heart. And everybody kept, and it would scream if, if I exerted myself or if anything weird was going on. And so everybody in the field is watching me in this big black box that I'm wearing around my waist. And, um, but the thing is, is that, after my mom's death, I called University of Georgia and I said, I can't do this. It's just been a little bit too much. And I don't know if the stress and the pressure is going to be of any use to me. I need to, to spread it out a little bit. And the wonderful thing I have to give uh, props to UGA is that they said, look, you have 12 more months, 12 more months to finish this degree. Okay. Take your time get a breath, and then somewhere around November, I, I all of a sudden says, let's go do this for my mama. Mm. Let's go get it done, and I'll put the pedal to the metal and finish it up. Wow. Yep. This is this is a, uh, a extraordinary story, Sherry, and I am sure there are women listening to you right now saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that uh -huh. happened to me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes. that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm, that happened to my sister, but my sister didn't make it, you know? Yeah. And I just want to, you know, um, you know, there's some things you said in terms of changing your lifestyle, stopping, you know, smoking. And, yeah. you know, and even though you knew smoking was not a good thing, it wasn't I never thought it would affect my heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the sur the Surgeon General does say smoking will kill you. <laughs> you know, it I does say that. And you be you you being a highly a highly <laughs> intelligent sister, the Surgeon General does you know say what? smoking will kill you and yet exactly. you exactly. didn't you stop until you almost died. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. Even if I didn't smoke Stress also played a lot to do with this. Mm -hmm. So when you, and, and there's even some research that said there is a high correlation of heart attacks related to doctoral candidates. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, just as a heads up, that stress alone, and yet here I am working on this doctorate, stressing out and smoking like a chimney. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like amazing. It is amazing. And yes, I thank the Lord I'm still here to tell this story. I am too. I am too. Well, I am beyond praising the Lord that you're here to tell this story and hope that we have gotten, we've heard some, some, um, some, some 
things that we all have to do. We all got to do more exercise. We have, you know, uh, di- di- diabetes. We know the effects of diabetes. It's a, it is an epidemic of the United States, particularly in the African-American community. Exactly. And, you know, uh, I am blessed not to have diabetes, and I'm doing everything not to get it. Uh, the bomb in Gilead, we know that we have a, our Southeast Diabetes Faith Initiative in five states expanding into Mississippi because this diabetes epidemic is is very, very, very important, you know, and we have got to uh, learn and understand uh, the Sherry's story, how diabetes and this heart heart attack that she had, it was all up in there working together, and we just yep. thank God she, the sister did and die uh, while she was smoking cigarettes and, and uh, smoking cigarettes and eating ribs. Good God have mercy. <laughs> Girl. And you, hey, everything you could think of, I was doing wrong. Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, yes. But you know, Sherry, the good blessing is that you can share your story today and you are free enough to say, everything I did, I was doing wrong and I changed. Because that's the major component. I changed. I was doing everything wrong. I survived a heart attack and I changed. And that is the blessing of this moment, the I change. And I'm so, girl, I'm just so happy that you came and shared your story today. And I know that my family out there in the world are saying, girl, Sister, her name is Sherry Gary. Keep her in prayer. She has always been, even in college, she was the craziest, the craziest one. Sherry Gary. And she is still, we used to call her Sherry Garrett. And she is still Sherry Garrett. And this story is just, uh, if if it was going to happen to somebody, it would have happened to Sherry Garrett being able to tell her story on the other side. And that's the blessing that my dear friend Sherry Garrett can tell her story to educate us, to inform us, and to help us to get to that place where we say, I changed sister girlfriend i love you dearly we gotta jump but i'm gonna have you back on the back on the pod at another time and just love you so much thank you boo appreciate you you're welcome anytime back to be on the pod yeah hey i hope you enjoyed our conversation with my sorrow Dr. Sherry Garrett, all praises be to the Lord who still got my sister on the planet. And as you you may know, we are the mighty sisters of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Thank you so much, Sherry. Wow. Takes me back to uh, the campus, Clark College, back in the 70s. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Family, uh, we are so, so, so uh, excited here at the Bomb and Gilead. We are getting ready for Healthy Churches 2030 campaign. We're going to be launching it. You're going to be hearing about it this month. 
Um, we are updating our website. We are getting ready to be ready. I'm here to tell you, our t- we have uh, we're all over the country. We're going to be coming to a city close to you at some point in time because we are so busy. And I ask that you keep the bomb in Gilead in your prayers. Keep all of my staff. I have the greatest staff in the whole wide world. Uh, I am just blessed to work with a group of people all here at headquarters and all over the country who are committed and dedicated to the mission and the vision of this organization. And that mission and vision is that we want every church, every church serving African Americans to have a health ministry. We want every church to to know and have resources that can change lives in the congregation, in the pew, and in the community. We will not rest. We will not stop until every congregation serving African Americans have a thriving, effective health ministry with resources to change people's lives. If you want to hear more about that, be in touch with us. Go with the Bomb and Gilead, sign up for our newsletter, sign up for our Sunday Morning Health Corner if you don't get it already. Hey, it's Thursday. It's Dr. P on the pod. And Dr. P got to go. Love you. See you next week.